Welcome to Enchenio and Strength Podcast. This is a podcast to help new and aspiring entrepreneurs get your business off the ground with simple, easy, and effective mindset and business strategies. I am your host, Maria C. Krause. I love music, and I'm fully aware that I can't sing, but I do it anyways. It's the little things in life that spark my soul. I'm fascinated with the deep blue of the sky, the stars, and the moon, and I also love ice cream, tons of it. In this podcast, I bring special guests from all over the world, from different backgrounds and niches of expertise, who share their unique story and their most valuable tools, tips, and strategies to help you become more successful in all areas of your life. We cover everything from branding, mindset tools, Facebook ads, how to start a podcast, how to build a Facebook group, you name it. We're here to help you and empower you to build a life and business you always dreamed of. Enjoy this week's episode. All right, welcome to another episode of Antonio and Strength Podcast. And today we have a very special guest all the way from Scotland. Hi, Sessa, how are you? I'm good, thank you. Thank you for having me. It's always lovely to see you. I've known, we've known each other for about over three years. I think we probably started our business around the same time. Yeah, yeah, I think it's been that. Yes, oh yeah. gosh oh no because you've been you says has been a guest in my podcast when I first started it so yeah this has been a while I was very <laughs> shy back then <laughs> I probably even gave you a questionnaire back then I don't know I probably didn't remember it was so long ago <laughs> well says uh, I always have a little tiny trouble pronouncing your last name tell me if I say it right it's Ozonian is it Close, it's Uzunyan. Uzunyan, okay, perfect. So let me tell us a little bit about yourself so everybody can get to know you. And ladies, by the way, Sess uh, is a relationship coach and a fit- fitness instructor. So she's going to tell us how she combines both, how she got started and all those lovely things. Cool. Um, so yeah, I'm a relationship coach and a fitness instructor. And with the relationship coaching, I work with women, mainly female on like female entrepreneurs who are struggling in their romantic relationship. So either the relationship is not going the way they want it to, there's issues coming up, um, they feel unhappy, unloved, unappreciated, and they want to work on it to fix it and be happy in their relationship. Or the flip side is someone who's single and they want to be in a relationship, but they keep attracting either the wrong person or the wrong relationship. And they're ready to do the work to change. Talking that. to me, right? <laughs> it's not just you. <laughs> um, and then um, I also do the fitness. So I teach Pilates and ballet exercise, dance cardio inspired by burlesque. I also do burlesque parties. I um, love that. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> it's just I have never seen burlesque till I seen you I saw you online and I was like oh that's amazing it's just uh, it's such a different way of like your body movement and to express yourself yeah yeah how did Everything you discover it, it? um so exercise is it's basically dance fitness and resistance training inspired by burlesque and the two girls or the two women who created it are actually burlesque dancers. Um, and I, I was kind of interested in burlesque years before I met them anyway. Um, and then they created the burlesque kind of, I guess the party part of it. So you can teach as a, you know, to a group of women, 
striptease and all of this kind of fun a fun stuff to really feel confident and good about yourself and I just thought who doesn't want to feel sexy and confident oh my god <laughs> absolutely but like you know like being like you know women who work as strippers or even like child have you ever done pole dancing I, I did it like years ago gosh it's um, hard is it yeah I, I tried it once <laughs> I, couldn't lift, I couldn't lift myself I was like how do they do it this is so hard it's just practice like um so I, I used to do aerial hoop uh, you know the hoop that hangs from the ceiling um, and I'm gonna start it again in like a couple of weeks um, and it's kind of similar kind of like core strength and upper body strength but you build it up much you build it up quite quickly quicker than you think you, you would okay. and the first few times like Oh my god, I'm never gonna do it. But you do. <laughs> All right, yeah. I think I did the pole dancing classes. I think I lasted about three, four of them, and then I was just—I was so embarrassed because, like, I could see the other girls like progressing, and I was still not going anywhere. And I was like, I'm gonna go for something different. This is just a shit show. <laughs> no, I'm sure you would have improved. <laughs> I'm gonna try it again. I definitely because I find it very. Uh, I said it's like it really improves your confidence yeah like the burlesque yeah um I mean I, I did acting training so I like that whole performance and I like performing so mm -hmm. <laughs> actually burlesque is perfect for me but it's yeah it's about embracing that confidence and like no matter what your body's shape's like no matter what you look like it's about feeling sexy and using what you've got and going this is who I am and and I love that and that's it this is me and being proud of that and I love that aspect of it I love it well that's kind of like back in the days in the 30s or 20s when they did burlesque women were all different sizes and shape yeah. there was not yeah. like this really slim girl like they were really I love seeing it was like this big girls and like with their feathers on their high heels and like <laughs> strutting down the stage <laughs> exactly <laughs> i love it it's, yeah. it's, it's that you said you were you study as an actress as well tell us a little bit of your background um i love i love you know when tell people the story about how did you get started where did you discover your passion as well um okay <laughs> so my well my acting passion started when i was really really young um i don't really know what kind of started it off but I know from a very young age, I've always wanted to be an actress. Like that is what I've always wanted to do. Um, and then when I was at uni, like, you know, you kind of, I went to like a school where you were encouraged to do academic subjects rather than creative mm -hmm. stuff. So I ended up going into engineering because I was good at maths and physics and all of that. Um, but my passion wasn't really in it. Like, okay, science is interesting, but I wasn't, as passionate about it yeah and then when I left uni I couldn't find a job I was looking for years and years and it got to the point where I was just like to hell with engineering <laughs> I'm gonna go and do acting because that's what I've always wanted to do um and I went and auditioned for drama school and I got in and yeah wow. and I loved loved it because yeah, I don't know. I like I like performing and <laughs> I like being centre stage. <laughs> <laughs> don't we all in a little part of us? <laughs> um, I love it. 
how you ch- how you went from engineering to going back to actually uh, something you loved. Uh, yeah. can I, what was the reaction of your friends and your family when you decided? I'm like, I'm um, not doing this engineering thing. It's not for me. <laughs> um, I don't think my parents were too happy, <laughs> <laughs> um, and it took me a while. Well, I had to tell my parents because um, I was living in Spain at the time, and I had to move back to London. So. I had to tell them what I was doing um and then slowly I told my friends but it feels a bit I don't know it feels a bit weird to tell because all my friends are either like you know lawyers or doctors or yeah you know in that engineers in that kind of academic field so it was a bit I don't know you feel a bit weird saying actually I'm going to go do this creative thing that has nothing to do with science yeah <laughs> um yeah and at first like my parents were resistant but they just let me do it and then they kind of came around to the idea so you know they couldn't well, they control me yeah like <laughs> <laughs> always say it was like it's easier to ask for forgiveness than ask for permission sometimes you know <laughs> it's like exactly. they'll have to deal with it eventually and now you're an entrepreneur journey so you and you are you're usually in your acting skills as well because you're doing you're doing instagram reels oh my god that i'm still trying to figure out how to do it <laughs> but i love it like you do a lot of um you do a lot of presence on Instagram uh, and you bring all your or your, your business in it, both of your businesses. And mm-hmm. uh, Sessa, tell me, because you started you started as a fitness instructor and doing Pilates. When did you transition into a relationship coach? What was there? What happened? So, uh, so I started, I, I trained and qualified as a Pilates instructor in 2014, I think. Um, and then two years later, I came across the energy alignment method, which is the technique I use for my coaching. Mm-hmm. Um, I, at the start, I didn't do it to train as a coach. I did it to kind of work on myself. And it just felt like the right, I don't know, the right thing to do. I just followed my gut instincts. Um, and I wasn't as happy as I wanted to be. And yeah, and I was in a relationship that wasn't so great. So I did the training and worked on myself and when I saw the I don't know the results in me and in others that's what kind of spurred me on to do the coaching training um yeah and I niched into relationships just because that's what I was going through a lot of my friends seem to be going through similar relationship stuff and a lot of them talk to me about their problem like always people have talked to me about their problems mm. <laughs> so, um yeah it just I don't know it just felt like that's the right thing to do because we want to be happy in our relationship and when it's not working it affects everything in your life and yeah yeah and one thing I noticed when I was teaching the fitness the way so I used to teach a man's only like men's only Pilates class and the way women and men approached the fitness like their confidence to do it was slightly different um and like even with the relationship coaching it's all about that confidence and how you feel about yourself and how you approach things and that's kind of what both with fitness and the coaching is about it's getting deeper into you what is going on how you feel about yourself how you approach situations how you appear in the world because how you feel about yourself if you're not confident it affects it affects everything so 
It's just yeah. that you said there was a slight difference between men and women. You know, like sometimes I, I say both sex, they can come across as like they're confident, but into that level of like cockiness. Yeah. You know, uh, what's the difference? You know, what is the difference between being like self-assured and confident and having the attitude of cockiness? Um. That's a good question. Um, I guess, like, you can be confident without being, like, oh, like you can be confident without being cocky. Like, um, I don't know, like, I guess you can be a bit more humble or know that, okay, I'm really good at this thing, but it doesn't mean I'm perfect all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, and accepting that you can do something well or you can, I don't know, you feel good about yourself, but it's not that, there aren't any flaws. I feel like arrogance is a bit more, I'm perfect and there's no flaws. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's the way I see it. Whereas confidence is, I'm really good at how, who I am or how I am or, uh, and I love and accept who I am, but I know that there are things to work on because we all have things to work on. Yeah, okay. <laughs> You know, it does. But, you know, because I was always curious about people who do come a little bit cocky or arrogant, that if that wasn't actually lack of self-confidence instead of being overconfident. No, because I think everybody has, you know, when people are a bit too shy or people are way too like they want to be in your face all the time. And it's just, it kind of boils down to the self, your self-confidence, isn't it? Yeah, I, actually, I have met people who come across very very confident but actually when I've got to know them they're quite insecure mm-hmm. and that, co- that cockiness is like a facade of what's really going on beneath the surface yeah yeah that's a good point but you yeah. see a lot um you come across a lot with that with people who are narcissists you know mm-hmm. like I, I'm still trying to figure out like I know I think you've dated a narcissist as well I have in my past I think pretty much every woman and I don't know if men have gone through it but I remember that I was I would see a different layer of him when people think that he thought that he was really confident or like you know he's really arrogant I would see another part of him that it wasn't that was actually that opposite that it was like really insecure and that's why he needed to control and he needed that power over other people. Yeah, I totally agree. It, it was the same in my, uh, in my relationship like that, where he always presented this grand, confident, know-it-all <laughs> kind mm-hmm. of person. But, but beneath that, you could see the like insecurities. You could see that. I don't know, like his whole world would fall apart if he if he wasn't this confident, know it all, know it all. Because all like me. to accept flaws, yeah. I was just gonna say to accept his flaws is almost like I don't know, almost like unbearable to him, or would break him. Yeah, that's what I always thought. I mean, that would that's always that power of making the other person feel less than they are because they actually feel like that about themselves. I mean, exactly. it, it's a whole, it's a lot of psychology game. It is. <laughs> and, and it's sad, like for somebody to go through all that and, you know, and I don't, I don't know, until this day, I'm trying to figure out if they do it on purpose, if they know what they're doing, but it's like, they have no emotions whatsoever. And this is something that 
you know, affects them personally or or in their ego. But apart from mm. that, I I never seen any other sort of emotion in that person. <laughs> Not a great memory to remember. But anyways, we move forward and well we'll talk about your relationship now. You're in a happy relationship. You've been together for how long now? We've been together for three years. Three years. Ah, that's lovely. So, and this is all broad. So you said your friends will come and talk to you about the relationships and, and you are happy now in a relationship. And this is what you have transitioned and doing as well from your fitness instruction uh, in your coaching. So lovely. let's talk about that because um, you mentioned it's like you help women who are in a relationship that they don't feel love and you help women who are single <laughs> and they're always looking for unavailable men. And I said, when I said, I was like, are you talking to me? Because I was just saying it to Cesar before we started. It was like, I think I, I think I kind of narrowed it down because I'm at the age that I am and I'm, I'm still single. And, and I'm not single in a sad way because I love being single. I love the freedom of it. But at the same time, I would love to meet somebody, you know, mm -hmm. and, and it's always that I was like, I think since I was younger, I always dated men who were a little bit slightly younger than me. Uh, but um yeah <laughs> I don't want to not that much younger but you know younger and I realized it might have it might be you know along those lines that I want somebody who's not as emotional available uh, yeah. what would what do you recommend or what, what how would you help somebody who was like in my situation <laughs> um so the first well the things that I would do with them is look at what is going on internally so what are the beliefs that they hold the What patterns are they repeating? What thoughts they have on relationships? What, what emotions they have linked to relationships? And start really kind of digging. I mean, we don't want to just keep digging, but to start identifying what is coming up that is preventing them from attracting the right person. So like you're saying, choosing men who are emotionally unavailable. Is that a pattern? Because that's like a safety thing. That way you... For instance, that way you won't get hurt because a relationship will never be serious enough and, yeah, you're preventing yourself from getting hurt. So you kind of almost like sabotaging it before it even gets anywhere. That's just yeah, an example. But it's to start looking at, okay, what is going on, you know, mentally in your energy? What, what are you unconsciously thinking and doing that affects who you end up with? So if I give you the example, when I broke up with my ex, I did a lot of work on myself. What were the thoughts I was having? What beliefs was I having? What was actually affecting how I felt about myself? Um, and actually, a huge thing was to do with when I was looking for engineering work and all the rejections I got. So I had nothing to do with him or relationships, mm -hmm. but it affected how I felt about myself and then therefore affected who I allowed into my life and who I ended up in a relationship with and, you know, I allowed to completely walk all over my boundaries and standards and everything. And once I worked on, on what was going on for me, then I mean, I could start shifting that and really start aligning to what I do want um, and how I wanted to feel. And that's when I manifested a man who was exactly <laughs> what I wanted. <laughs> um, but it, all the inner work and even now that I'm happy in a relationship doesn't mean things that come up that are triggers yeah. that I don't have anything to do with him but would affect how I behave 
and because I, I've done this work for long enough that I can uh, I can notice a trigger when it's coming up and stop it um, from from affecting the relationship. But if you're not really consciously aware of it, you can you know, get triggered, and then that affects how you behave in the relationship, and then that affects how they behave, and you know, it's just it can cause a lot of issues. So yeah, <laughs> it's a long answer, basically. No, no, no. It's I'm I'm really intrigued about this because it it's coming from that you said you start working on yourself after because I mean you you kind of do when you get your heart broken so badly and you don't understand where it comes from and you start seeing you know you remove your ego out of your bum you're like okay let's see this from a different perspective. I found it very hard for myself personally to put those barriers down after. So yeah. it does make sense now, as you said, that's probably, that's the reason probably why I look for people who aren't available, emotional, because I don't want to get hurt again. Yeah. Yeah. And, and it's kind of the way the brain works is, um, you know, you have an experience. So you experience something, you have the, the thought, the feelings, the thoughts, the actions, all of that kind of, that happens and that creates that neural pathway in the brain. So the next time something similar happens, it will follow the same kind of reaction. So, you know, like sometimes you are having a great day, let's say with your friends, everything's going brilliant. You're having so much fun. And then they say one sentence and suddenly your mood changes yes. because something's being triggered and automatically that emotion comes. Yeah. How you behave. So we want to start breaking those patterns. Um, and then the other part of it is when you experience something, your brain knows this is, it knows what this is. So let's say you've been in a relationship where the guy has cheated on you. And then the next time it happened again, even though that's not a good situation for you and you don't want to be in that situation, your brain knows that as something it's experienced and it's almost like a safe zone. So to break that pattern of not being in that situation is still going outside your comfort zone even though that's what you want. <laughs> yeah. No, so it like, does. Because I was thinking yeah. about that as well. Like, like let's say, um, ladies, I'm going to use my example because it's the only example I can use. <laughs> okay. So let's say after I broke up with that toxic relationship, I went on a full-on work on myself journey, you know, try to love myself, find myself again because I didn't know who the hell I was. And then when I finally decided, I'm like, okay, I'm going to put myself out there and start dating again. I met someone who... I don't know, suddenly it was like the red flags were there. But part of me was like, I have worked so much on myself. Why is this happening again? No, like yeah. I felt disappointed at the fact that once again, I was attracting something similar mm. when all those, you know, and th this is after, says I would have been after three years or four years since I had broken up. So it, it, it was a while after. Yeah. And yeah. And you know, part of me was like, no, don't think, you know, try to think positive because we are in this journey that we're like, okay, think positive, things cannot happen again. But then the, yeah. the red flags were there. And I yeah. just didn't know which pattern I had to break. I wasn't sure, you know? Yeah. Sometimes it's hard to do this stuff on, by yourself. Um, I remember when, I mean, there's been lots of times when I've asked uh, like a coach friend to do a coaching session with me because sometimes there's stuff you don't want to you don't want to admit to or you don't want to face um, and having a coach can help you guide you through that but also sometimes you're not really sure you know like you're in the middle of it all sometimes you mm -hmm. need someone outside who can go 
okay, what is going on here? Or ask the right questions for you to have those moments of realization um, and help break whatever's going on. Because like, even if you're in a coaching world, there are like, I've been doing the coaching thing for a while now and still there's stuff that I just don't see because I'm in it. Yeah. <laughs> Whereas someone else will see it and be like, oh, what about this? And you're like, oh, yes, <laughs> I forgot I didn't see that. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, yeah. So there's sometimes, and sometimes things like when we talk about energy, when I'm working with clients, it's like, it's like an onion. So you might get rid of the first layer of stuff, but it doesn't mean there's not stuff beneath that. Uh, and each time you work on it, you're clearing more and you're breaking those patterns a bit more. And it, it takes, it take, does take time because, you know, some stuff's been there for decades. <laughs> yeah. You're trying to get rid of it. Yeah, but you know, how do you how do you try to still work on yourself and try to be in a relationship? Like like you said, things do come up in your relationship as well that still trigger you. That is not him necessarily, but something that happened to you before. I find at least it's that I'm trying to put those pieces together on like how do you jump in a relationship when you still feel like you have you know patterns that you need to break and still try to walk into a very healthy relationship. Does that question come out right? Did that make sense? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Um, I I guess one thing that I always say to my clients is be clear about what you actually want. Like write a list of what qualities you want your partner and what qualities you want the relationship to have so that you are telling the universe but you're also telling your subconscious this is what I want and mm -hmm. um, so it makes it easier for you to notice that kind of person rather than focusing on what you don't want because when you're like oh I don't want this I don't want that then that's what all you're focusing on so that's what you when that person comes into your life you might be attracted to them but for the wrong <laughs> for the wrong reasons um, so one is get really clear on what you want um you can work on your on whatever comes Awareness is really key. So when something comes up, you can work on it. Um, and even if that means you enter a relationship and then you need to leave because you realize that's not the right person, that is part of that journey of getting clear on what you do want and what, mm -hmm. what you're allowing into your, into your life. Um, awareness and I guess staying vigilant. <laughs> Yeah, but suppose it's like your friendships, like, you know, you go through certain periods, you go through certain friendships, and then you realize those friendships are no longer for you. And, and then you start making new yeah. friends, and maybe those are not right for you. So I mean, it's, it's all kind of the same. I know, it's just, I think it's the fear of, of having been hurt so badly that for a lot of women it stops us for from moving forward. I know friends who have come up from like relationship, toxic relationships that they never dated ever again. No, and... That's what I would work, like, if I was to work with them, work on that fear, that fear of you're going to repeat the same relationship rather than learning to, I guess, learn to see the signs and trusting your instincts when they're telling you something that's not right. Because I don't know about you, but when I was in my relationship with my ex, there were moments where I was like, this is totally going against my boundaries or this yes. is completely unacceptable. But instead yeah. of walking away, I stayed. <laughs> mm -hmm. That is learning to spot those signs and know when something's not right and going, you know what, I'm not scared, I can, I can leave. 
because this is completely pushed, you know, crossing my boundaries and it's completely not my standards and it's unacceptable and having that courage to walk away. So working on that fear of, okay, what if I repeat the same passion, uh, passion, pattern, <laughs> <laughs> and then having and confidence to notice any red flags, um, but not focusing on that fear because then you're just That's bringing that thing. Bring in that again. I got, yeah. yeah, focusing on the positive. And so, so have you, do you work with men as well? Do you find that men do seek for a relationship coach as well, or is more women? Um, there have been yeah. men, um, and I have worked with men. I, I attract more women, mm-hmm. um, and at the moment I've decided to focus on women. Um, but there are lots of men out there who want to work on themselves and, you know, they want to work on the relationship and be happy and, you know, work out the issues coming up. Um, yeah. Yeah, and the reason why I'm asking is just like, you know, I did mention it to you. I was like, at one point I did start dating again, and it was just, I don't know what was going through people's heads. Like, I don't, I don't know if it was the wrong dating app. I don't know if it's the, it's the year I would start a date. That was 2019. So that was like before the lockdown. Uh, and it was just, I don't know, the, the way men were approaching women or approach women these days is very different as when I was younger. Oh my yeah. God, I'm so old. <laughs> but I mean, you know, the hello, how are you? As in, supposed to now, it's like, okay, straight and show you a picture of their private parts. And you're like, I didn't ask you for that, you know? And just, it, it, it's that, you know, that's what makes me wonder sometimes. It's either, because I remember I said it to one of the guys, I was like, if that's all you have or you think you have, then it's sad. You know, I didn't ask for that. I want to get to know you. So, but if you think that knowing you, that's the part that I have to know, then this is not going to go anywhere. Yeah. Um, I'm kind of sad no one ever sent me a... a, a <laughs> you said it to me before. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, I'm just thinking, when I'm online dating, I did meet lots of guys who were looking for relationships and who were... They were, they were quite mature. Yeah, pretty much everyone I met with, even like the young guys who were, you know, maybe 10 years younger than me. Yeah. <laughs> you know, they, were, they were all quite mature. Um, so it's the focus you were putting in it then? I think probably. And like, yeah, just, I don't know, I guess the, the guys I attracted were more mature and more wanting that relationship. Like, so if, if I just, I just thought of an example of, so I grew up with guys who were, you know, they're quite mature. Um, like my brother, you know, he, he always wanted to be in a relationship. He was like a, a nice guy, but his friends were like that. The guys I went to uni were all similar. Oh my God. So that being in a relationship. Like <laughs> Where did you grow up? <laughs> in London. <laughs> but like, even the ones who were like, maybe playing around a little bit, but they, ultimately they all, not all, but a lot of them wanted to be in a relationship and settle down and do all of that. You know, okay, they had a bit of fun, but mm-hmm. that's, that's what I'd seen. Whereas I have friends who grew up completely differently where the guys just played around. That's me, yeah. There was less, yeah. you know, they didn't, they didn't want to be in a relationship. They just wanted to have sex with everyone. And it was, so that kind of belief. So I've always had the belief that 
there's lots of guys out there who want to have relationship and be mm-hmm. happy you know all that and like my friends who grew up in the other way have the belief that all guys just want to play around and none of them yeah. want to be in a serious relationship and I think part of that that belief does affect who you end up with and because you if you think well men are gonna absolutely absolutely yeah (laughs) but that's why Um, a lot of women you'll hear a lot of women saying like all the good ones are taken and you're like no there has to be you know it has to be good man there has to be good man i want to believe that you know but i I suppose that that that's affected like i grew up like your friends i grew up with friends that they were like they were a complete mess like you know Mm -hmm. i used to have to cover for them like with their girlfriends i was like i don't like this this makes me feel very very uncomfortable you know, yeah. and you get caught in the middle and then you see the girls doing the same thing. You're like, oh, my God, this is just a mess. I don't want to be part of it, you know? Yeah, yeah. And all of that affects, it affects how you, you think about the relationship. And, you know, there might be a part of that where that is that whole safety comfort zone because that's what you've seen and that's what you expect. Mm-hmm. So you keep attracting more of it. Yeah. Got you. But that, but that makes sense. But we see a lot, you know, when you see a movie or you see stuff like that, there is always like this dramatic and like really bad thing happens between them. And it's just, you know, like, or like the typical when you were a kid and he pulled your hair in kindergarten. It's like, oh, that means he likes you, you know. <laughs> and, and I think we see that a lot. And then when we go into the real world, we expect that to happen as well. And and things are not like that. Somebody treats you bad. Somebody's just treating you bad. That's it. There's no way around it. Exactly. I saw someone's post, I think it was on LinkedIn, who was saying about this whole, like, boys are mean. It must mean that they like you. But actually, that's a really negative message to be putting out to children because that's telling a woman or a girl right from the start that if boys are mean to you, it means they like you. Yeah. Yeah, which is... So there's a lot of, like, cultural kind of ways of thinking that needs to slowly change because because there are like we can sometimes you know tv or culture or media can encourage a guy to be a certain way or not take a relationship seriously or i don't know sleep around and then put the pressure on a woman to want to be in a relationship maybe she doesn't or lower her standards as well because of that though exactly yeah, yeah, no, because I've seen a lot of women. I remember when I was telling you about the dating app and like this guy was showing me stuff. And then I was like, what is this? He was like, oh, the last couple of girls I showed it, they were showing me theirs. And I was like, well, I know. <laughs> what, the, what the hell? And, you know, and I'm like, each to their own, Cesar. But I'm, I'm just saying, like, for somebody who was actually looking for a relationship, I wanted something more. So it is. I, I, I love I, I love your tips. Like, it's actually the energy does mean a lot because I always say that, you know, I always say that in my coaching business. I was like, the energy, the energy that you put is what you're going to get back. So yeah. it all, it's all related. Yeah. And also, like, the confidence not, and um, confidence and I guess the courage not to take, I don't know, take the shit. <laughs> like, <laughs> something doesn't feel right for you to be able to go, I'm not having that and just, yeah, walking yeah, away. But that, that leads to certain people going like, oh, I'm too picky. <clears throat> is there such thing of being too picky? If you, What you're saying is boundaries. It's like you don't want to be walked around. You don't want to be treated bad. I mean, they're simple things. It's not being picky. Yeah. Um, 
I don't know. It's a it's a hard one. You can be like quite fussy because your standards are high, and that there's nothing wrong with that. But if you are so picky that it's then kind of sabotaging everything, mm-hmm. because that could be that in itself could be like some blocks or resistances coming up where you're being ultra picky or ultra critical, and that is almost like a sabotaging behavior because of. I don't know, fear or blocks or something deeper down yeah. <laughs> that's affecting everything. Yeah. Blocks can just show up in any way. Um, Got to. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, but it, it, because I hear that, I, I used to say it was like, oh, yeah, I'm very picky. But I'm like, I'm not actually picky. It's like, and not even high standards. I'm just like, as for like the normal, you know, somebody who doesn't beat me up. <laughs> <laughs> Who treats me nicely you know doesn't disrespect me a little simple thing who doesn't stay in the couch all day doing nothing that's another thing I'm like, <laughs> it's just that's not too much to ask is it no. yeah, yeah. I, I mean i know someone who's super critical but it's not because the person she's with is there's anything wrong with him or the relationship it's it's more of a confidence thing that she doesn't feel good about herself. So then she becomes almost like hypercritical at like at the other person. Yeah. Um, so so it de- it depends on the person and because we're all different. So yeah, but it, it's so speaking of that, like to what time you stop you try until you know there's nothing there else to try because I see that a lot in relationships as well you know and and I think we were taught and they even tell you when you have your business like give it your all try as much as you can you know if not if not you feel like you're a failure and I think the same thing happens in relationship I mean like in either good relationship bad relationship but especially with bad relationships when there's no communication or things are not going the right way and there's always this like you have to try harder and harder and harder it's like but what point this just this is just not working yeah that's a really good point so I'm I'm really persistent <laughs> so I, I I will keep trying I like I don't give up easily but at the same time there has to come a point where so especially when you do that energy work you know when when you are just it's almost like you know when it's time to give up and being okay with giving up and having that mm-hmm. courage or like yeah courage to go I've tried everything and now is the time to leave um because yeah some relationships just come to an, like even good ones they can come to an end and it doesn't mean you failed it just means that's it yeah um yeah I think being determined and persistent can be good and trying what you need to try to fix things, yes, is important. But if you've got to a point where you've tried everything and nothing is working, nothing is changing, then maybe it's time to actually ask yourself, is it time to leave? And that's okay if you have to leave. It just happens. Thank you. Yeah. Thanks. <laughs> the is that it, it's no, it's just because i see friends that are in relationships and you see them and they're not happy and it's like and they will go to counselor or they will try this or they will try that and you're like wouldn't you just be happier if you're separated you know and i mean 
<laughs> I think some people would be happier. Like you see some people separate and they're like the nicest people in the world. And then when they get together in the same room, it's just like, it's so uncomfortable. Exactly. And there are like lots of reasons why people stay, especially if there's kids, they'll stay. You know, sometimes when they're separate, they feel, you know, they're remembering the old days or they miss that person being there. But like you're saying, sometimes being separate and just being friends is the best move because together they're just, I don't know, volatile. I guess. Yeah, but like you grow <laughs> apart sometimes and, it's, and that's normal, I suppose, you know, yeah. it's just things do happen in life and you just kind of go separate ways at one point. Exactly, because if you keep forcing it and forcing it to work and it's not and nothing is changing, then you're not happy chances are they're not happy mm-hmm. and everything in your life is going to be affected as a result well if they have um, children that's going to happen to them as well it's going to yeah. affect them as well the children are quite perceptive they pick up on things more than adults maybe want to admit to <laughs> yeah. yeah but well you see yeah. so that's personally like I've seen it all my life that it was always a constant battle between them but then they they kept saying they loved each other so much and they were so in love with each other, but then they kept fighting. So my whole life, that, that's what I grew up with, the idea of love. So when yeah. it came to my own relationship, it was that. And I was like, part of me, I never wanted to argue, but I always found people who without wanted to argue, you know, that yeah. always wanted to fight. And I'm like, oh, here we go again. And I would try to walk away from the fight. But then, yeah, then I was in the right relationship. So I kind of had to. But uh, yeah. but yeah, but that was that was my idea. That was like this is what I grew up with. I thought this was it, you know. And and then you go and you find out that that's not that's not love. <laughs> yeah, it's really like interesting the things we pick up on, especially as children, and you don't really realize it's affecting you now. And you're just like, oh damn. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now, as you said, we got to go dig deeper. <laughs> What's going on there? <laughs> but but I'm glad to hear that there are men looking for you know looking for for counseling looking for relationship coaches as well because sometimes I feel like as as women that we're very sensitive and we tend to overthink things and we tend to go into our heads a little bit too much sometimes so we do a lot of more work so you know, that's how I would say sometimes yeah. I was like, it's unfair. When I started dating for me, it was that. I was like, it's unfair. I go to the gym. I keep my hair done. I get my nails done, everything. And then people who were my age, men who were my age, they were just like, they were a complete disaster. I'm like, this is not fair. <laughs> you can find someone who's younger, who's mature. I have, <laughs> I have a few friends who are going out with guys 10 plus years younger than them. So. <laughs> 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 so it's not completely like what is what I was going to say uh, ah emotional or unavailable I just have to go for somebody who's emotional available who's like 10 years younger than me that'd be awesome <laughs> be a dream come true I mean, I mean you can find guys who are older like even older than than you who who isn't mature enough yes, to be I've seen them it. yeah so I mean like, there are guys who are much younger, like in their twenties, and they're very mature, and they want a relationship. So there are there are guys out there. You just gotta yeah, yeah. <laughs> bring in the energy. <laughs> to try yeah. Change yeah, change the perspective, change the mindset, and bring the energy. Uh, yeah. Sessa, I love talking to you, Sunshine. 
tell me if anybody wants to reach out to you, work with you, get to know you better and work with you in either way. I, I said, it says, uh, those things, you combine them all. Once you get into working for her, you realize that it all helps. <laughs> um so yeah they can find me on uh warrior in training.co.uk um yeah i'm also on social media so it's either warrior in training with cesar or um warrior in training fitness um, perfect linkedin <laughs> so, perfect <laughs> I'll tell you, follow her on Instagram. It's fun. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> and Cesar, for if before we wrap up, if you, uh, for anybody who's listening, what would you like to tell them if they're starting on their journey to self-discovery? Um, oh, that's a, that's a, <laughs> um, I guess don't judge what comes up. So if you're doing that self, uh, you're doing that journey of self-discovery and you're working on what's going on beneath the surface and stuff will come up that maybe that surprises you, but don't, don't judge it. Allow whatever needs to come up to come up and listen, listen to what is coming up because it's coming up for a reason. And even if it's bad stuff or stuff that you wish wasn't there, it has to come up for you to change it. So go easy on yourself and yeah, just, just be okay with whatever comes up. <laughs> well sometimes things that come out come up they're not ours it's things that yeah. we carry right because exactly. yeah i find that like you know sometimes when you feel that feeling of guilt or shame or things like that and you realize you're like hold on it's like why i always felt like this this is not mine anymore like here so it's important to face them I mean, they're scary sometimes but they're important says yeah. Thank you so, so much, Lovey. I really appreciate you being here. Thanks for the tips. It's a lot of inner work I'm going to be doing now because <laughs> I do want to start a relationship. <laughs> so thank you. <laughs> thank you for having me on the show. I really enjoyed it. <laughs> thank you, Sunshine. Always great to see you. All right, everybody who's listening, I will drop the links for, for you to contact Sessa if you want to work with her. Uh, she has given some great tips today, though. So I'm definitely I'm taking taking everything on board, and I'm gonna start practicing now. <laughs> so we'll see you next time. Bye. Thanks for tuning in, lovies. I love to hear your thoughts and opinions. So drop your comments or give us a shout. I'd like to get to know you more. And what help and support do you need most to help you grow your business? I am Maria C. Krause, and I help entrepreneurs become more visible by sharing their unique story, inspire, heal, and make a bigger impact. If you'd like to become a guest or a collaborator in any of our platforms, or simply want to know about how I can help you take your business to the next level, you can find me on all social media platforms under Maria C. Krause, or check out my website for freebies and updates at www.mariacrause.com. Make sure to follow us and share with your best besties to get your weekly dose of inspiration and motivation to kick ass in life and in business. Love, life, be. Have a wonderful day, whatever in the world you are. Bye.